The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your mega preview pod for this week's PGA Championships. That's storylines, best bets, one and done. Joining me to break it all down, Patrick McDonald is here. Hello, Patrick. What's going on, gang? Going on? We got an old school golf course, some old school Wi-Fi connection issues, and I'm excited to talk about it all. Uh, we are hot, hot spot. Spoke it into right existence. now here at the hotel. Greg, <laughs> uh, Hi, yeah, Greg. It's a, it, hey, Rick. Um, the hot spot is a little spotty. Uh, we'll see how it plays out the rest of the way, but um, I know we're making do, and I'm excited about it, uh, and I'm here to talk about it no, no matter what. So many stories to get into, so many different storylines. And you know, there, there wasn't a huge buildup to this major championship, but I do feel like. Uh, between this week and last week, it's really kind of stepped up a little bit. And and now I'm getting really excited. I know we're going to have a great tournament. And despite uh, sitting just mere, I don't know, meters away from me in a different hotel room, Kyle Porter is here. Hello, KP. Uh, how are we doing, Rick? It's been a, uh, it's been, it's a tough, tough week for me so far. Not, not great. Not a great week. Uh, took forever to get here. Lost luggage, broken sunglasses, Wi-Fi is shady. It's just been uh, – the course is great, though, which is all anybody cares about. Nobody cares about my plight in life. Uh, the golf course is great. I think it's – and maybe we can start here. Uh, it hasn't – to your point, Greg, it hasn't felt like a major championship yet. Rick and I were talking about this on the way out of the media center today, and I don't know what it is. I, I think there's some, like – it's it's hard because at the masters you get everybody's press conference feels like a personal state of the union like this is where i'm at for the year and like this is my whole sort of spiel and then the pga championship press conferences just feel like a come down from that which is um normal but it it just i don't know it's it's felt hard to get into this as a major championship but i think once thursday rolls around hopefully we'll we'll all be there yeah, well, how has it been for you, Patrick? Have you felt the juice this week? Um, well, kind of like to Kyle's point, the press—it's really hard to kind of 
you know, in school, when you do a presentation in front of class and you kind of want to go after the guy who butchers it, right? You don't want to go after the person who did a really good job. Well, the PGA championship, they have to go after the masters every single year. So it's tough to live up to those expectations. And then kind of like Kyle said in the media center, they don't have this big press building just for them. Uh, the PGA guys, I don't know why they didn't have the podium for them. They're just free willy out in front, um, in front of the media today. Free so, willy? Yeah. They just, it was just the mic and them. They didn't have the podium or anything. I'm sure they felt a little, little naked to, a, to an extent, um, getting peppered with live questions and whatnot. So, but to Kyle's point, it is tough to, it's just tough to follow up the masters and it's just such a rapid pace. These major championships come by where kind of, it is tough to get up to, but I mean, this time tomorrow, I'm sure we'll all be fine. Who's, whose press conference were you most intrigued by Patrick? Uh, probably I, I missed the latter, the afternoon guys. I was, uh, head down in some paperwork, but I, I was honestly intrigued about the PGA some paperwork. Were you like buying a house or what? Uh, no, I was, uh, I was doing pros and cons list for Justin Thomas. Um, but, <laughs> but the, the PGA people themselves, I was actually pretty interested, uh, in what they said, because they talked about how, uh, you know, Carrie Hay was like, we just pretty much pick whoever we want to pick to play in this championship. Um, which I thought was which riveting. Is, maybe not, maybe like not the greatest way to go about it. I mean, it, it, it didn't, it doesn't lead to anything crazy, but it, it feels like there should be more of a, like a, like some parameters maybe. Yeah, I think Doug Ferguson asked, why did Paul Casey get in instead of Louis Oosthuizen? And he was like, you know, Paul's played pretty well at the PGA Championship. Uh, <laughs> and, and he was also uh, on the Ryder Cup team. So we went with Paul. And it's like, are these guys like handing out like bids to a fraternity? <laughs> they just have everyone up on the screen and they're like, nah, kind of weird. We don't want them. Like, well, well. Rick, I mean, Ricky got that exemption in 2021. Exactly. So it's all it's like, to me. I don't those... know. He he shaved USA into his head one year at the Ryder Cup. Yeah, I think he's in. Exactly. So I, I think that was kind of the the biggest uh, biggest press conference today were the PGA guys. Well, certainly whatever it takes to get yourself in the field, and it's going to take a lot to contend because Greg Oak Hill is. Sick. And I think it's going to be pretty difficult. Obviously, we'll start with what it is not, and it is not the golf course from 10 years ago, right? So just, just forget that out of your brain. All the trees that have been removed, different sight lines. There is a hole that didn't even exist the last time we did this. I mean, this is, this is not the same golf, golf course, and it should not be treated as such. No, it's also at a different time of year, uh, you know, playing golf in the Northeast in May and playing golf in the Northeast in August are two totally different animals uh, in and of itself. Uh, and then you add in this restoration and all the work that has been done. I mean, the bunkers look different. The greens uh, are, are going to play significantly different than they did back in 2013. And of course, the trees would be the uh, highlighted area. I also think the changes to five, six and, and 15 will be significant as well. Um, I mean, you have an entirely new hole in number five, um, 15 will feel like an entirely new hole. 
uh, as they've kind of moved the green away from um, the, you know, the, wa- uh, the water area that was just to the front right of the green back in 2013. So a lot of changes, but from what I've heard from the players today, it sounds very similar to what Kyle and I talked about on Sunday, uh, a, a big golf course that's going to put a big premium on driving to the golf ball. The rough doesn't seem to be too long, but it does seem to be very thick. Uh, a much thicker um, blade of grass than we're used to seeing, as Max Homa said, on the PGA Tour, uh, which kind of brings us to a, a Beth Page feel, a, a winged foot feel, which has been uh, noted by many of the players as well. Uh, KP, you got your first crack at this golf course today. What were your initial takeaways from what you saw out there on Tuesday? Yeah, a couple of things. One, I just want to give myself credit for uh, calling the Wingfoot comp on Sunday. Greg might be uh, the only one that remembers that, but uh, heard that from from several players this week. Um, it's it's interesting because I was talking to one player today, and he was talking about how he's like, "Listen, it's not like it's not like Beth Page in that only you know I I said this, he didn't say it, but." I was like, only four guys could win Beth Page, right? And that's because it's so like brawl, like brawny and sprawling and just massive. This isn't. It's it's big, but it's not like Beth Page big, where it feels like this, like like the polo grounds in baseball. Um, the th- the difference here is like if you hit fairways, even if you're shorter, you can contend with guys that are, are like blowing it past you if they're in the rough. That wasn't necessarily true at Beth Page. And I think that's why this year feels a little bit – or this PJ Championship feels a little bit wing-footy. Now, the argument against wing-foot is like you can't sort of chunk and run it into every green here like you could there. That's mostly true here, but it's not totally true, um, as you saw when you were walking around, Rick. And then the last thing is the par threes are just – treacherous i mean their number 11 is a, is a hole that i stood on for a while today and just watched shots into there it's 245 guys are hitting three woods five woods and the ball is just getting rudy gobert out of the air i mean just swatted all over the place by this 30 mile an hour wind and right toward a hazard and it, you i mean it's we're we saw mark afterwards rick and he was like it's big boy stuff big boy golf only and that's uh that's true. It's good. It's it's. I think it's going to be a flushers only uh, PGA Championship, which is what we've gotten for uh, almost every one of the last six of them. Three and eleven are monster par threes. Then you go to I think it's fifteen on the back, which is only one hundred and fifty five yards. It's the shortest par three. But if you are down in the collection area on the right, you are in big trouble. Put a red X on that on your scorecard. You will see guys who leave it down there and have the ball roll back to their feet. It, it is a set of threes, Patrick, that are really tough. And then what I love about it, and and one of my favorite features, and there's a little bit about this about Southern Hills, is you know the creek that runs throughout. Uh, around this golf course it comes into play so often and it changes a lot of the shots so like seven for example uh, you're coming off six which i think is going to be incredibly difficult golf uh, hole especially if it plays into, into the prevailing wind and then seven asks you to hit a committed shot where you can pick any club you want and you can pick any line you want but if you get it wrong you're in the creek right it's just like there's a risk reward aspect to it and i love how much it comes into play 
15 with the new runoff. Uh, that's the one that had the Fazio pond. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. And he got, he got away with highway robbery by putting a pond in there. Um, but yeah, I'm interested kind of going back to the Wingfoot comp. The reason like Bryson was able to kind of dismantle that was because everyone was missing fairways. The fairways were so firm. Uh, Kyle, I'll just throw this to you because you're out there. I mean, they're already like mentioning the fairways are pretty firm. Do you see like something like that occurring possibly where it's a 50% fairway hit rate for the field? Uh. Yeah, they're they're firm, but I don't think it's going to be interesting actually to see what happens with the weather over the next two or three days because you're going to get maybe a little bit of of rain to soften them. I I think Homo was talking about this today, where it's like yeah they're firm, but they're not crazy firm. So I don't think they're quite. I, I wasn't at Wingfoot. I don't think they're quite what we saw at Wingfoot in terms of firmness, but I mean, Rick probably saw more of these like drives than I did. I, they're, they're, the fairways canter in such a way where it's kind of hard to hold some of them unless you hit a perfect drive. So I, I almost wonder if the cantering of the fairways makes up for the lack of firmness to the point that, yeah, guys are just going to be in the rough all over the place, which is, which is why I almost feel like it, it's not Beth page where only two or three guys can win, but I feel like it's a little adjacent to that where I'm kind of to the point where can only seven guys win this tournament can only 10 guys win this tournament. And it's just, you know, the Scheffler Rom sort of Rory crew. Uh, I, I did touch them all today. The one thing that I enjoy about this and, and Greg, I'll kind of we'll put a bow on this because you talked about some of the tree removal, the trees that remained are very strategically placed. And even if you are, you know, on, uh, if your ball gets to the left side of fairway, you might have to hit a shot shape around a tree that's overhanging. Like the trees that remained are still a problem, not a problem, but something that you have to consider. So it requires just a lot of strong drives, whether that means long whether it means shaped correctly, whether it means finding the fairway when others are not, it just requires a lot of strong shots. Yes, absolutely. To have the ideal shot. But the, the other thing about tree removal is it, it gives you oftentimes an opportunity to recover. Uh, even if you have to hit a shot around or under or over a tree that's in the way, uh, if you have a swing, you have a shot. And, and so I think it, it could open up potentially some more of that uh that creativity which is the beauty of trees it's why trees are really important uh, but that doesn't mean we have to have woods on both sides of the the fairway you want to be able to play your shot and uh, as they say here they have the um you know they remove the appropriate number of trees and so they will still define this tournament in a uh, in a big way uh, you're not going to see guys losing golf balls necessarily um, but but you will see the the trees you know play play a major role. They'll they'll still play yeah. a factor. Yeah, it, it, Greg. In that sense, it, it was. I know I'm bringing every course comp into the picture here, but it felt a little Southern Hillsy in terms of the tree, like the amount of the amount of trees that were in the position of them. Because you know, last year at Southern Hills, there's not enough. There's not an extraordinary amount of trees. But if you get in the wrong spot, I'm trying to think of an example off the top of my head. 
there was somebody on uh, 10, 11, 12, like 13 last year, that par five. Might have been It might have been, it been uh, somebody in the playoff if you're out to the left at Southern Hills on 13, the par five. I think it was a par five. Then you have to hit this like hooking shot over water back to the green to, to try to make a, an eagle there. And I feel a little bit the same way about Oak Hill in that the appropriate amount of trees thing actually rings true. I know it's kind of a tongue in cheek type thing, but it actually being out there, it feels like that's, they removed the appropriate amount of trees to open it up, but not make it too open. If that makes sense. So I do think you're still going to have, you're going to see some guys hit recovery shots, but you're not going to see guys lose balls. Like maybe they would in, in previous years. Um, you know, that it'll be fascinating to watch. And I, like I said, I think it's going to be a big part of the story. And, uh, like so often at major championships, the golf course is the story, but, um, you know, this year there are so many other storylines that go along with it. And one of them is world number one, John Rom, and John Rom's in a position now where, uh, Patrick, I thought your, your tweet on this was really interesting. He has an opportunity to win, uh, you know, a second major of the year. And it's a very rare thing, as you pointed out, to win the first two legs of, you know, the first two majors of the season. It, it hasn't happened very often, uh, you know, only only two times in the last 50 years, which I thought was incredible. So when you look at Patrick John Rahm's chances this week, uh, are, are we going to add a, another name to that list? Uh, it's really hard to sit here and say no. Right. I mean, he is the number one player in the world. He's already won four times this year. Uh, and kind of the early spring, the bugaboo he had going on before the Masters, in my opinion, was the driver. It wasn't up to the John Rom standard. It kind of peaked its head there at the Genesis Invitational late. It came to bite him in the butt there at the uh, Arnold Palmer with his left misses, played poorly at the match play. Uh, and then all is forgiven when you boat race the field Sunday at Augusta National and win the Masters by three strokes. Um, so follow that up with 61 down there in Mexico, nearly beat Tony Finau for his fifth win before fifth month of the year. Um, and he sounds confident. Uh, we were talking about the press conferences earlier. It was crazy kind of the contrasting um, tone between Rory McIlroy and then John Rahm right behind him where Rory was done, you know, talking about live talking about the extracurriculars. He just wants to stay in his own lane this week, focus on golf and go for number five. And John was happy go lucky. You know, I think in a benefit that not a lot of people understand is John Rahm can be happy go lucky. He doesn't have to, you know, face all this live stuff because Rory McIlroy took a lot of it on his plate. Right. Um, and so while what Rory has done has been great for the PGA tour players, it has also been great from the aspect of all the outside noise they don't have to deal with at all. And I think it's been extremely beneficial for someone like John Rahm, who, whose voice is very respected. I think every time he talks in front of the media, he gains more and more respect for what he's saying and how he delivers it. And I think it's all setting up perfectly for him. I think, like Kyle said, it it could be a, a seven man race, and John Rahm's the thoroughbred in it. Um, KP, do you think that you know you mentioned that bugaboo? You look at his driving stuff. Um, you know, since the Masters, and 
there's an event at the Masters where he gains over seven strokes off the tee, and then in Mexico gains over six. It it seems like he's kind of answered the question with the driver in hand. Uh, are you feeling confident with that club for him this week? Yeah, I am. Uh, you know, it's it, what's really interesting about the his. I mean, he's having an extraordinary year, right? You look at. I looked this up. He's lost to, I think, 15 players in April. He lost to 15 guys, and that was his second worst month of the year. He lost to, I think, two guys in January, six guys in February, and 15 in April. And it's – I don't know that people are appreciating what he's doing, and I think that – I mean, to answer your question, yeah, I think think Driver is – good enough now i think the flip side of that argument is like yeah he kind of struggled on some harder driving courses than augusta national and mexico and in the in the mexico open right like those are not necessarily you can kind of be in you don't want to be super accurate and so i think it does this week will be a little bit telling but i i I, I mean, listen, like this course plays into his hands, not just because he's really long, but also because he has unbelievable touch around the greens. And I think that's sort of the hidden talent of John Rahm is to have that kind of touch. It just saves you and saves you and saves you when you need it at major championships. And I, I don't know, Greg, I don't know where you're at, but I, I legit think this could be, I mean, to take the slant, to take the grand slam for a single year into the summer, we haven't seen it since Spieth, right? We haven't seen it since 2015. And how many times – I was talking to Matt Every today. He was out there. He's doing some ESPN Plus stuff. And we are talking about how – like how often has somebody won the Masters and also been the favorite at the next three uh, majors? Like probably not since Tiger, right, where, where, where right. you win the, fir- the first one and then – Hey, you're the you're the, like the favorite to win the slam, right? And it's not it's not going to happen because it doesn't happen. But I really think that could he could take it to the U.S. Open this year, which would be kind of center stage in terms of a sports story, which would be pretty awesome for golf this year. Yeah, even when Spieth won uh, the Masters the way he did, and and the U.S. Open, you still kind of wondered, is this real? You know, can he do this again? Whereas with John Rahm, his game feels so complete. You do, you really feel like he's a dominant force in the game. Uh, and, and there have been times, Patrick, where uh, Rory McIlroy has also been a, a dominant force in the game, but he's never had this opportunity because the Masters has been such a struggle. And, and, and this, you highlighted the difference. I thought this contrast this morning was fascinating between Rory McIlroy and, uh, and, and John Rahm's pressers. Uh, and Rory sounded to be in a in a very different place. And so I guess the question is, is do you think that's a, a strategy for Rory? Uh, is this a concern for Rory? I mean, what, what's your kind of outlook on Rory McIlroy at this point? He, he sounded both like down in the dumps, but also ticked off at the same time. And yeah. I kind of liked the ticked off portion of it, although he – backtracked towards the end someone asked him about uh the final round there in 2014 kind of being a killer (laughs) (laughs) is this is this the most normal podcast can you hear us Uh, 
Oh, yeah. it's a party in the hotel. <laughs> hotel, motel, holiday in. <laughs> I don't know, the Patrick. I don't know what he's singing right now, but this is what this is what it's come to. Rick couldn't get his internet working, uh, so he ran down to my or he ran up. Yeah, you're in. You're he's in, in, the, in the penthouse suite. <laughs> that's not true. Uh, but here we are. We're 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 locked in. Keep going on, Rory. I want to hear this, Patrick. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I liked how he did sound ticked off, but he backtracked a little bit at the end when someone asked him uh, if he's still capable of kind of harnessing that on the golf course. The final round of the 2014 PGA, when uh, you know Phil was in the mix, Ricky was in the mix, uh, and he's like, I, he doesn't think he needs to to be successful on the golf course, uh, and he doesn't like living life that way. Um, Rory obviously knows Rory McIlroy a lot better than Patrick McDonald knows Rory McIlroy, but surprising. <laughs> on the off chance he doesn't, I would love to see Rory McIlroy just have an fu attitude, and maybe we saw a little well, bit hold- of that today. Are you talking about for this week in general overall? Like, what what what's your like? What are you on, talking on, about here on the golf course? Like the and major week, sure, let's do it. It's worked for Brooks Kepka. It has worked for John Rom. John Rom's kind of opened up a bit more, but them their presence has a hint of intimidation to it, and Rory McIlroy's hasn't for a pretty long time. I think I think it's interesting because that quote I, I tweeted about this. That quote more than any other quote that he's given in the last whatever year, I think explains his career, right? Like the the the, the persona that he took on in 2014, 2012, whatever. Like I'm a I'm a badass. I'm going to destroy everybody. That's not really like who he is as a person, right? And I think he found it to be. I think he got to a point in his career where he's like, I don't want to be Tiger, right? Like, I, I don't, I don't want to sort of give up my um, personality and like my joviality to be this like guy that everybody's scared of because that's not who I am, you know. And 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 I thought that was really interesting. But I think the case for what you're saying, Patrick, the case to be made for what you're saying is what he does at the Ryder Cup. Those weeks are exhausting for him, but he's willing to play this. I mean, think about Hazeltine. He, he said, I think it was af- after Hazeltine, he's like, this isn't like, I don't act like this at home. I'm not, a, I'm not like a, a, a maniac at home, but for the sake of my team, I know they need me to play this role and I'm willing to do it for three days or for four days. And I think that's, I think that. Uh, contrasted to what I said earlier about that's not really who he is, is this sort of tension that he feels every time he plays in a, in a big time tournament. Rick, um, before we head to a break, is this what Rory McIlroy needs? Did, did you look at this presser today as a, as a positive or something that was concerning? Uh, I think he's trying everything. I think he has tried Hey, I'm going to play my way into a major. Hey, I'm going to rest into a major. Hey, I'm going to say I don't care. Hey, I'm going to say, hey, I care a lot. Hey, I'm going to say if I never win again, it doesn't matter. I think he's trying it all. I don't know if it is working because I don't think we found the combination yet. But he is uh, – I, I don't want to say – 
I don't want to say desperate. Maybe he is desperate to win another one. But it, it, when you are constantly trying something new, it means you have not figured out the formula, and he is constantly trying something new. Yeah, and, and it's very public. I mean, different putters, different drivers, um, equipment changes, and strategy changes, to your point. It's, um, it's strange. It was alarming to me today. Felt like a guy that was very down uh we're gonna take a quick break here uh, but quickly before we do i just want to give you a little breaking news came from josh paul casey has withdrawn uh sam stevens kyle's boy is is in the pga this week uh we I are saw him talk- at, the, at the airport last night at midnight he was he was getting his luggage i didn't know he was in he wasn't Did he say in. good no, luck yeah i hope he said good no, luck. he was on the he was on the other side of this massive Rochester airport. Yeah. It was actually, we were flying private, so I couldn't get over there in time. Uh, he was your boy last week, and he hit it pretty well. So we'll see. Now, Paul Casey out, of course. That makes 16 live players in the field this week. Uh, we'll talk about some of those on the other side. Also, Jordan Spieth. Sure, but first, sure. let's take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, They've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there, and I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now, here's what you can do for for our listeners. Uh, First-time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash first. Again, not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viori.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Those numbers do not add up to me, and I know it can be confusing, the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple, and that's where Superfeet comes into play. These Superfeet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most, and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking uh, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code first at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. <laughs> this is, we're just in on this pod now. Like we're just in. We're, I mean, yeah. we gotta, we gotta, if you're watching on YouTube, we gotta know from producer Jacob. Or, oh. 
I knew I was going to do that at some point. It, I wish it hadn't been at a major preview. But <laughs> producer Josh, it says, is there any way to get Rick closer to the computer? Like, this is the only way. We only have one chair. <laughs> so, it, it, it looks like the stepbrothers portrait. Uh, I was thinking the same exact thing. It's not. It's not. It's not good. I mean, the alternative is we're sitting on the bed, which is not better. Yeah, we don't have. A, we're doing the best with with what we can. Uh, Greg, you were getting us into the live golfers now. Sixteen of them in the field. I did not see Phil out there. I saw Dustin Johnson out there. I saw Bryson out there. I saw Brooks out there. Uh, they're getting ready to rock and roll for this week. Yeah, Brooks Kepka, of course, coming off the heels of. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if Brooks is sitting like this with anybody. By the way. Uh, other than I, maybe, maybe Rory is Brooks isn't. Uh uh-uh. <laughs> Brooks is not. He's elbowing. Wait, you're, Rick, you're out. That's what Brooks is saying. If you're Kyle, now Brooks is Brooks. I was talking to somebody today on the course, a player for um, not playing in the tournament, but a player. We might be, give us one more hint. We might be able to guess who it is. <laughs> Canadian Graham Delat. I, I probably should not. I should not keep. Yeah, keep that going was very with specific. This, but uh, the Brooks thing is like I don't know, man. Like, it, it, and I wrote this at the Masters. What what is Brooks? Is he a is he a major killer? Is he a, a reality TV star? Like, what is he? What Patrick? What is he? What 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 are we getting from him? Oh man, uh, it, it really—it's week to week. You, some would say fraud. I, I would throw Brooks Kepka. He's fraudish at times. Absolutely. Wow. Wait, do you, you have a list? Who's on it? It's like it's somebody. Um, it was somebody. Morgan Wallen's, Morgan Wallen's number one. The country star. Uh, Taylor Montgomery's on it too. For her. Uh, Taylor Tell Gooch is on it. Uh, I think I wrote, if you can't win three live events in a row, you probably don't belong in the U.S. Open anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, those That's are... Uh, Wasn't Rory on it? Rory was close. Today, actually, while many people might not like what he said, um, I'm kind of into it. So he's not uh, honorary mention anymore. I was kind of into it, too. I think... Uh... Uh, yeah, like uh, he's done so much just carrying and talking and like in great ways over the last year. And it's like, yeah, like if you want to if you want to just shut all this down and just go try to win a major. I, I You don't owe me anything. You don't owe Rick anything, you know, um, which I yeah, I, I'm fascinated to watch these this Brooks DJ uh, these press conferences tomorrow. I think they're going to be interesting. It's a fascinating ad, uh, getting these guys into the uh, into the press room. I, I look, Brooks has proven to be a major killer. I mean, look at his record; he's got seventeen top tens in thirty-five majors. It's a, it's an incredible resume. I mean, you look at his Wikipedia page, and there's a lot of yellow on it, uh, and quite a bit of green too. And the green has come in a couple U.S. Opens uh, and a couple PGAs. And we're here at another PGA that feels very much like a Brooks Kepka type golf course. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe Dustin Johnson won last week. Rick, are, are we going to get uh, another Beth Page? Thing? Is that a, a realistic possibility? We get a uh, yeah. Dustin Johnson battle? Yeah. I think Brooks and DJ both have a pretty, a pretty decent chance here. I mean, they're going to do what they need to do. They're going to drive it well. They're going to be able to move the ball out of the rough. I can tell you who I have real concerns about, Cam Smith. 
walked nine holes with him. It wasn't great. It's not. A, it's not his course. It doesn't he, feel he like. He was it. not not sharp off the tee. I mean, the short game's still there, but he, it was uh, it was a lot of reloading on a Tuesday practice round. This course is he, his length is bringing all the trouble into play. And for guys like DJ, for guys like Brooks, that's not necessarily the case. And they can move it out of the rough better, which is critical. Huge, well, you, huge you said, advantage. Yeah, you said this on Sunday, right? You got to cover all these bunkers, right? And if you don't, I mean, the, 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 bunk, the, the, the fairway bunkers are like, it's like Troon or Carnoose. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a penalty stroke. You might have, I mean, you're sitting in the water, basically, right? Are you guys seeing that? This is chip out? This is, you're, you're chipping out if you hit it into the fairway bunkers? The, the front half stinks, right? Like, if you're in the front half of it, you're, you, I mean, these, they're three feet high at minimum, and you are just getting Stein. it back out to the fairway, just wedging it out. If you're in the, if you're in the back of it, it's not that bad. They all, they, the way they all, um, the way they're all shaped is, is it, they lay pretty flat. Like you basically get a lot of flat lies in these bunkers and that can be a little bit weird around the greens. Cause you don't also get the benefit of like an uphill lie to get it out with the ball. So, uh, or with the green so much elevated above your head. So I think the bunkers are hazards this week, like for real hazards this week. And you can get, um, you can get pretty, the only place I don't mind them. If you hit into a fairway bunker on a par five, it's probably not that big of a deal because, you're laying up anyway. Yeah. Like no, I don't know if anybody's getting home in two on either of these par fives. Yeah. I, that's a very curious to me. I, I'm interested to see how they play, especially when they're downwind, you know, we get a Southern wind on a couple of days. One and day, I think. Yeah. One day. Right. It's uh well, you got uh, Thursday, Friday, Thursday morning looks like a South wind. Friday looks Southerly. Um, maybe it's South Southwest or South the weekend won't be. So I'm curious to see if maybe number four is reachable uh, on Thursday or Friday. Um, that'll be interesting to see. And maybe, you know, a 13, I don't think you're going to get quite as much help from that. Maybe 13 was sick. Yeah. A little more cross. So 13, 13 is 13 was playing like 700 yards today. It's crazy. And it's got a really cool sort of uh, amphitheater green. It kind of looked like uh, yeah. 18 at Riviera, really small green, but it's a bowl and there's like seating around it, like a hill around it. It's pretty cool. Um, so Patrick, I, I want to just put a bow on the live headlines here. Phil Mickelson coming off a runner up finish. The last time he played a PGA championship, he walked away with the Wanamaker trophy. Uh, where are, where are you with Phil right now? Uh, it's tough because Augusta national kind of brings that out in people throughout uh, the history of the masters. It's not um, totally out of the blue that an old timer kind of puts together in effort and turns about back the clock. I mean, in the last 15, 20 years, we've seen Freddie couples lead after 36. I think Tom Watson put in a little charge, you know, 18 holes one year as well. Uh, and ever since Phil's kind of just not done a whole lot on live golf. I don't think he played very well in Australia or Singapore uh, or last week in Tulsa. So the people of New York typically love Phil Mickelson. Maybe that could <laughs> provide him a spark. Um, this week, I wouldn't know. I don't know if Rick's behind a tree yelling at him and, or, or whatnot. Uh, but, I mean, we've seen his history at Bethpage. He had as a T2 at that U.S. Open uh, when Lucas Glover won. Wingfoot as well, obviously. 
so I, I don't know. W- it, would I be surprised if he made the cut? No, but would I be surprised if he is within five strokes of the lead come Sunday? Yeah, I, I, I would just because his game. And like they said, he is kind of, he is Cam Smith-ish. You think about Phil Mickelson, right? He's wild off the tee. He relies heavily on the short game and that magic. Uh, and if Cam Smith's struggling out there, who's a much better player than Phil Mickelson at the moment, I imagine Phil Mickelson will have some struggles as well. Yeah, it's a, a very strange thing about Phil and his career because I wouldn't think a winged foot or a Beth Page would suit his game really at any point. And he has great success there. I wouldn't think the U.S. Open in general would fit Phil's game, uh, yet he has six runner-up finishes there. So he's definitely um, going to be a very curious story heading into this week. Just a couple more storylines here before we get to some of the fun stuff. Um, we have a, I always think this is the biggest storyline. Whenever you have somebody going for a career grand slam, you know, it's, it's the top storyline of the week in a major championship. It's, it's such a, a rare feat in the game. And now Jordan Spieth's making his seventh attempt at a career grand slam this week, but we have some injury. So KP and Rick, did you guys get a chance to see, uh, Jordan Speed this week after withdrawn from the Byron Nelson last week. Uh, I think I was I I saw this photo. I saw him walking around with uh, the the heavy wrist tape. The what do you, I don't know what that is up his forearm. Okay, he's got to withdraw just because of this shirt. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's not good. Shirt WD WD. Uh, I I only saw him hit some chips. I I think he did play some holes. He bailed out a little bit early. Is that right? Yeah, that's what I heard. Uh, as well. He, well, okay. So the story that I got is he played one hole, but he didn't leave because he was hurt. He left because the, and this was true. Like everything was backed up all day because of there. They actually were out there watering a lot of the dust and dirt uh, because I mean, it was so windy here. And so you had a bunch of backups. Practice drones were slow. So I don't, I don't think he was leaving because of his wrist. I, I will. I'll give you a little side note. Uh, I heard from a player today who's in the tournament. Uh, time time par is 440, and they laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed. So, yeah, maybe add an hour to that, oh. 540, uh, oh, to no. get around this place. It's going to be brutal. So we're going to have over par in time. We'll probably get a – I think we're going to be end up under par uh, for the scoreboard. Uh, time par may be a, a different story, but I mean, what, what's the all, overall, we, uh, where are we with Jordan Spieth? I feel like we haven't gotten any real answers. Um, is this a, is this a big concern if, if he is healthy and he's fine, which every report that I heard today was he looks fine. Um, but he also didn't really play from the rough very much. Uh, you know, if, if he plays and is healthy, is this a, the kind of golf course that Jordan Spieth can compete on? Oof. Uh, that's a lot. There's that's a loaded. That was a lot. There's a load. Yeah. Because because if he's if he's healthy, is this a good course for him? Well, right. I, that's the okay. question. So I I think what's interesting. I was talking to somebody today, and they said that this was not a player who's not in the tournament. <laughs> I didn't even say what that person said, so it doesn't matter. But uh, I was talking to somebody today that they kind of insinuated that the injury was not, it was not acute to quail hollow it 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 was kind of been something that's been a little bit ongoing so that actually 
I think encouraged me a little bit of like, he's kind of been playing with something. I don't know that it was this severe, but there's been, I mean, he almost won RBC heritage, right? Like with something, I, I don't, again, I don't know what the specific diagnosis is, but the other part of that question, can he win just with being completely healthy at Oak Hill? I mean, what he he finished T3 at Bethpage that year? Yes. Yeah, when he couldn't, couldn't hit water out of a boat. Dude, I followed that – I've told this story, but I followed him and Kepka. They are in the final pairing on Saturday. I've never seen somebody miss the center of the club face more than Jordan Spieth on that Saturday, third round. And he still finished T3. I mean, that was like one of the great putting performances probably of his life, and he got a T3 out of it. So, I don't know. I, I don't really think so. But I do, th- I do think he's going to play, and I think he's going to make the cut and all that. I just – I don't – I don't think this is a speed slam PGA. Uh, there are also a couple spots out there where if you're in the chocolate drops, uh, that is not a place I would want to be going with any wrist injuries because they're very, very awkward. I watched Shane Lowry try to hack it out. Like, it's just, it's very bad for the appendages. So we're those not, are we're not Rick, like this, the moguls that they put. Yeah, in. correct. They're like, on the left side of 10, you see them. Yeah, their moguls are basically like hills. or they're actually, I actually think they're rocks underneath there. But, yeah, you'll, you'll see them out there. Yeah. I think, uh, I think for Spieth, w- what would you guys think if he just went in completely blind? Just Greller walked the golf course. He doesn't know where you know a lot of the trouble is. He Mentally, he's kind of out of it. I think it could work. <laughs> One uh, it- Imagine the storylines. It would be sick. It would be sick. Greller, Greller wins first major championship. <laughs> <laughs> it's entertaining to think about. Um, you know, I, I wasn't, I didn't think we were going to get here, but since you bring it up, Patrick, uh, you've been pretty vocal about another player caddy relationship. Um, and it happens to be our defending champion, Justin Thomas and, and, and Bones Mackay. Uh, now, JT has played some pretty steady golf this year. Uh, maybe not up to the standards we expect from JT, uh, but do we feel like Wells Fargo meant something you know, a little more? Was that a step in the right direction? Is JT's, you know, best major, his best major record is here at the PGA, obviously with two wins. Uh, is, is good spot for JT. Uh, he certainly thinks uh, Wells Fargo was a you know step in the right direction, and I kind of agree with him. I think. He implemented aim point, obviously started putt a little bit better, uh, saw some of his score. His scoring was better, he thought. Um, but if you look at his season as a whole, he said he was kind of in a bit of a slump. And he is technically. I mean, it'd be his third worst from a strokes gain perspective, second in strokes gain approach. And it'd be his first one uh, without a win since his rookie season, if it ended today. Uh, but at the same time, he's only 20 starts removed from the PGA Championship. He's finished inside the top five, four of those inside the top 25, I think in 12. Uh, so it is really all relative. And for Justin Thomas, it's he, he's very much winner go home type of guy when he's thinking big picture. Uh, and this is what I kind of wrote about him today is he needs to use that macro perspective on the golf course because he thinks through every single scenario, which way on an easy gap wedge from a buck 20 when in reality, if he just, all right, let's throw it out there 15 feet out to the right, maybe a nice little draw on it. See what happens. 
that's really how he has to play. And I think the PGA sets up perfectly because it kind of forces you with this new setup over the last five years or so, where the winning score is anywhere between, I don't know, like four to 10 under. I think that's Justin Thomas's bread and butter uh, zone where it forces him to play cautiously and patient and steady and have a lot of discipline. But at certain moments, he can display all the tools he has, whether it was the 17th at Quail Hollow when he had a seven iron, he kind of hit a rope hook in there, or uh, the 17th last year in the playoff with that fairway medal. Uh, so I, I think Justin Thomas is pretty close, and I wouldn't be surprised if he played well this week. He played well at Wingfoot that opening round. He was a first-round leader in 2020, uh, kind of fell off the pace, obviously. But uh, I, I expect Justin Thomas to – you know, be within a, a handful entering the weekend and whatever happens, happens. There's a <laughs> lot of, a lot of concerns in my opinion on JT, um, but some good stuff too. So we'll see, we'll see if he makes it to anybody's betting card this week. Hopefully Kyle and Rick got the, it, something was dying, either the computer, or <laughs> it was the Wi-Fi that we're relying on. The right phone now. Was now well, my phone is being uh, used as the hotspot. I've got, I mean, we are really like just desperate right now, and Peace so we're trying to keep every. We're, we've got we got a lot. We're juggling a lot of balls right now. All right. Well, we're going to try to move through this a little bit, um, so you guys can get your stuff together, oh, okay? Because this is also outrageous. this chair is not. <laughs> it's it's the, not built for the this. chair is not wide enough. Yeah, we got to request a bench from the front desk. <laughs> Yeah, I think that would be much better suited. Bring in a cot or something. Yeah. I have no idea what I have said on this show. <laughs> no, no clue. All right. Well, we're going to get to the fun stuff now. So hopefully you memorized your betting card for the week and know the guys that you want. Um, but this is a kind of a unique week because we have the PGA fantasy games. Uh, we have all made some teams and created team names. Um, there's a link. It should be in the description. Uh, Josh can confirm that. Um, but but there's a first cut PGA fantasy game that, that you can get into uh, and, and we want to make your picks and um, we want you to get involved. So we got a little read here, which is, I know, the smoothest transition possible, but you can experience wow. the PGA championship like never before with the PGA championship fantasy game. Create a league with friends or sign up on your own to compete for prize packs of official PGA championship merchandise and gear. Register today, like I did, at pgachampionship.com slash fantasy or through the official PGA Championship app. Um, make sure you join the first cut thing. So again, like I said, it's in the description. We all have rosters here. Uh, and basically the way this game works is you pick a past PGA champion, somebody over the age of 30, somebody under the age of 30, and a Corbridge Financial PGA team member um, so let's take a look at some of these teams. Here. Yeah. And, and Greg, I will say, you know, we talked about this a little bit on Monday. This is, this is good to get into this stuff, especially for like, for like my world where the PGA tour golf in general has been very conservative. They've not necessarily leaned into fantasy and betting as much as like I would like. So for the PGA championship to like have on their front page, Hey, we like, you can play fantasy now and you choose a past champion, a guy over the age of 30, under 30, and somebody from the, the the club pros, the corporate financial PJ, like this is this is music to my heart here. So like I I, I do implore people to join the group and compete with us because I want this I want this to continue to happen year in and year out. Yeah. I thought you didn't listen to music. 
What do you think I listen to? Oh, music to my heart. Yeah, it's usually su- just silence. Okay, yeah. so silence to your heart. <laughs> yeah, silence to my heart. Which I noise. I mean, yeah. this kind of reminds me of something like Kyle and his family do every major with a draft, yeah. right? You get involved and it adds, it adds uh, to, to an experience. Yeah. We need to get that. We need to get that sponsored. First of all, <laughs> and uh, you should, second of all, the corporate Porter. We, we need to pull that out to the end. So you guys can evaluate the teams, but did you guys have team names here? Yes. Uh, I'll start with mine. It said here, as I was reading this, you don't need any caveats. Just tell us the name. <laughs> no, I'm, I need a caveat here. It says, you know, try to make, you know, some entertaining. It says, P.S. Name your bracket something entertaining. <laughs> and so I didn't put any thought into it. I just typed in uh, Isofire 7 Eleven. So that's yes. the name. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, I, I, I will update mine to my, my fantasy team name, which is the Vegas Straight Flushers. Get it? <laughs> Straight flush, straight yep. flush in the ball. Is that a is that a live team name as well? Or it should be. Uh, sure. I am old. I am uh, old growler. Wow. Uh, that's, that's a good one. That mine, is very good. Mine was just old my greller. my Twitter name, but uh, I'll change it to Lord uh, Fraud Quad. <laughs> Lord. You oh, yours should oh, be oh, the eye test. That could be it. Could be that as well. We'll uh, we'll whiteboard it here. Yeah. All right. We'll come up with some fun names, but you should get involved too. So let's, let's get to some of these teams here. Uh, Rick, we'll start with you. Uh, you know, let's do it the way we usually do our best, our, our betting board. So we'll pick our PGA pass champions. Here. Rick, uh, who'd you go with pass PGA? Yeah. Champion. So, so listen, Rory's obviously in here. Justin Thomas is obviously in here. There, there's some pretty good options. I tried to be, this is where I would most want to differentiate because uh, there's not that many of them and a lot of them are older guys. So I think there's only a handful of really competitive past champions. So I wanted to differentiate a little bit here. So I am going with the, the accuracy off the tee, good enough short game, elite iron play option in Colin Morikawa. Uh, I, this was, you know, if it was just a heads up and it was Rory versus Colin for a hundred bucks, I'd probably just take Rory. But I think in a situation where, we're in a league. I wanted to be a little bit different. I thought this was the best place to do it. I took Colin. Patrick, um, didn't seem like you had the same thought process. Yeah, you went with Rory McIlroy. The, the thought process was actually the exact same where I thought no one would want to touch Rory with a 10-foot pole. Oh, you were, you so, were right. So I picked him. <laughs> Fascinating. I can't wait to see what Rory does because I, I – I'm worried. My instinct is worried, but you know, is this what's going to work? I I don't know. Um, Kyle, you went with somebody who won last week. It's a violation yeah. of the rule, but my my rule yeah. hasn't paid out so well. I think um, I'm surprised that more people haven't been on Jason Day this week. He's been probably the third best player in the world, and I've got him in some other bets later on, but. Uh, he's been awesome this year, and it's a course that should fit him pretty decently. So I, I went with him as my past PGA champion. Um, I went with Brooks Kepka. Mm. Um, I just I I I feel like the ma- there's something with him and the major killers. Uh, I think he's still very much in that, and I think this golf course. With my concerns on Rory, I think his style fits better than anybody else in the category. Um, so we will uh, move on to over the age of 30. 
And, uh, Greg, real quick, real yeah. quick, what are your what are your Rory concerns? Is it emotional? Is it physical? Is it swing? I I feel like Rory McIlroy is in is is not looking at this as the second major of the year that he's building up for. I mean, this to me, I said I, maybe on one of the other episodes we did that it felt like, you know, opening day, like, like uh, the beginning of a new season, uh, but without the hope. And I was having a conversation earlier today about this and maybe I got to edit that to, it feels like almost like OTAs to me. Like this is as far away from the next masters as he can be. And he's trying to figure out what the recipe is, but I, I don't think he's fully geared up for a PGA. That's the sense that I get, and, and that's my biggest concern. Um, so I hope that answers your question. Go to over the age of thirty. Thank you for answering my question. <laughs> this chair, this chair is a nightmare. It's it's so small. <laughs> I like I'm getting comfortable. Yeah, because I'm not on yeah, it anymore. I'm 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 I've got one. Yeah, I yeah. Carry on. It looks like it. It looks like it. We see half your face, and uh, the chairs only seeing half of you as well. Uh, all right, over the age of thirty, we're, uh, we'll start with me. We'll do this snake draft style. I went with Tony Finau, uh, another big hitter, uh, playing great with his irons all year, leading the PGA Tour in that category. I think his driving at both Quail Hollow and uh, and Mexico was much better than it was earlier in the year. So I like Tony Finau, um, Kyle. You don't share the same concerns as me. That's probably why you just asked me the question. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what to make of of Rory right now because he has, he doesn't have any momentum. I think that's clear, right? But I sort of agree with Patrick of like he he he's done the jovial. I mean, he's done everything, right? But he recently he's done the jovial like gives great answers uh like you know everybody it's just like his press conferences are just a almost like a celebration between media and player and then he you know i guess i mean last year he was great at all the majors and he was doing that so i don't know i don't know that there's like one thing that he needs to do differently but i i sort of like the it wasn't chippy but for him it was right he's so jovial and so amenable that anything that's not that comes off as like, Oh, okay. I, 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 I didn't dislike that. And I think that the core, I just can't get over how perfectly the course is for him to win it. And mm. I should be able to get over that, but I, it's it like, it like the, it, if there is a course made for him, it is this one. And that doesn't wow. mean he's going to win or even make the cut, but I, I am banking on that as he heads into the week. Okay. Um, the strong take. We'll move up to Patrick. Patrick, you picked your over 30 player. My best guess is based on uh, first name. I'm wondering how the hell you change your name on this thing. I don't know if you can. Um, my pick over 30 was Patrick Cantley. Correct. Off my first name. Um, I just think he's going to win the golf tournament this week. So he, he's driving the ball extremely well, extremely accurate and long. And the bent grass greens is going to heat up the putter and he's going to be the most popular major champion in potentially the last decade. Wow. Um, the most popular, fascinating. The most popular. All right. Uh, yeah, he, look, he, he has looked great and he has a great record on bent grass greens. So I certainly understand it. Rick, um, 
I think you made the right decision here. Uh, tell me why I got it right as well. Yeah, Tony Finau. First off, um, how much older than 30 is he? 33. Uh, he's 34, 30, 33. Yeah. Well, young, he's younger young than Rory. Um, that's weird. Wow. That is yeah. weird. Um, he, he has the things I want. Un- unlimited power. He has been one of the best approach players in the world in the last six months. His short game is way better. Since the last time he played a PGA Championship, he's won four different times. So we can basically put the whole doesn't win thing to bed. Great setup for Tony. Uh, would break through to get his first major championship victory. I don't need him to necessarily win. I seem to play well. And he's got a ton of history at finishing on the first page of the leaderboard at major championships. This is, this is a, like, to me, a no brainer that Finau finishes like top eight in some, in some way. Yeah. Are, are, I, we, I like that. are we concerned about Finau's most recent major history? 10 top tens in his first 20 zero in his last seven thoughts. Uh, no, okay. not concerned. I'm not concerned nah. about it either. <laughs> Rick, another player with 10 major championship top 10s is your Mm -hmm. under the age of 30 selection. Yeah. So what I've done, what I've done here is I've built a team kind of different sets, right? I think he now is the guy that uh, makes most sense. It's the bomber side of things. It's, it's all that Colin is like, okay, maybe if this skews a bit more accurate than long, I've got that. And then Xander is just the well-rounded guy. Um, doesn't do anything amazing, does everything great. That works really well at majors when par is a good score. He's playing well coming in. It's like five straight top five finishes or top 10 finishes. This golf course uh, is going to ask you a lot of different questions. And Xander mostly has all of those answers, like very rare to play himself out of a major championship. So again, uh, just well round the well-rounded nature of his game is, is very exciting. He has looked just phenomenal. Uh, in the in the recent months, so I understand that selection, Patrick. Yours, uh, I imagine, is going to get some attention in the chat. It's the same pick as mine. You must have just stuck your nose into the data here. How how'd you come up with world number two, Scotty Scheffler? Greg, when you live in my brain, you have so many takes flying around that you <laughs> kind of forget about half of them. And this is this is one I wish I could take back. Um, not necessarily the take, <laughs> the this, take or this, the pick, this selection, uh, seeing mm. no John Ron. Oh, the selection. Uh, but he's sticking with the take. You, you know, that's, I did, I did, I did a blind test. I was just looking at numbers, uh, and you know, numbers, you can, you can kind of skew them any which way. And I guess I, I got a bad data sheet or whatever it may be, <laughs> but, uh, Scotty Scheffler's, I apparently gaining over like three strokes per round on the field. So I picked him. uh, by the numbers, he was probably the most impressive player under the age of 30. So he fails the eye test and the data test? <laughs> no, I was doing a blind blind selection, and so that's why. Mm-hmm. So he passes numbers, um, but I like eye that you also with data boys who might be skewing the data <laughs> in Scotty's favor. <laughs> there, there's a lot. I've should, got, this, uh, no, really, Patrick, <laughs> this, should, this should create some introspection about your other take. It's what, it's what should happen. It's not going to, but it should. Yeah, I mean, we got a lot to think about here. This weekend is huge in the McDonald household. Um, I also saw of- your I saw your panic, absolute panic one-and-done pick. Like, <laughs> I, 
the house is on fire. Patrick's running around. There's the alarms are going off. I, I was, was, was 4:59. I was telling I was telling Josh this. We are down 21 in the third quarter. Yeah. And there's and Dion Waiters left. just went in the game. <laughs> uh, I was talking. I was talking football, and oh, we're going okay. for it on fourth and 20 when we could kick yeah. a field goal. We're going for it. Could change the whole game, whole season this week. Well, it, it could, yeah. Yeah, not in the way you're you're probably hoping, but so it's Scotty Scheffler for Patrick. It's Scotty Scheffler for me as well. Um, Kyle, bring some sense back to this for the first well, time. Well, Victor yeah, Victor Alvin's first two top tens at majors have been in the last uh the last two majors, the open and, and the masters. He's been really good uh recently in major championships uh he's started well at pgas in the past and again this is a course that seems to play into his hands i do worry the short game obviously is always a concern and this is a place where you don't want to i mean i think the the solve for him you can put it around a lot of these greens right like you can you can kind of save yourself from having to hit some dicey chips by using the putter. So I, I hope he goes with that. I think he could make some noise. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about him this week. Yeah. If it, if it's a ball strikers golf course, uh, he is definitely going to be a part of the story. Now we got to get over to one last column here. It's the Corbridge financial PGA team. And we have uh, a lone wolf. I am a lone wolf. So I'll start with you guys. Everybody here went with Wyatt Worthington the second. Uh, you know, maybe you want to each give a quick uh, a quick take and and a reason why. Rick, I, I mean, he's your boy. We'll let's start with you. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty biased in this situation. I I, I work with Wyatt. He's great. He um, I watched 18 with him today. He uh, listen. He's got all the skills. He's no offense to any of the club pros, uh, but I think that Wyatt's aspirations are, are, are tour professional and he plays like it. I mean, he's got the ball speed of a lot of these guys. He made one mistake out there uh, on Tuesday, his, his second shot into six, the rest of it was pretty flawless. And he was out there in similar spots as, um, you know, Dean Burmeester and uh, gee, like Cam Smith and Billy Horschel and these other guys, right? I mean, it was very much fit in. So I'm obviously very biased in this situation, but I think it's I think it's him or the guy from um, the Philadelphia region. I think his last name's Shaddock. I think it's Braden Shaddock. He won the PGA the Club Pro um, in New Mexico, and that dude's a flusher. So like that's that's my short list, and I I obviously went with my guy. Mean Dean's in the field. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Wow. KP, what do you think about uh, about Wyatt? Well, I just picked him because he's Rick's boy. I haven't seen I him. I appreciate play. the support. Yeah, I, I just he was the only name in there that I knew. And for, Patrick, for, same for you. For me, when I'm looking to round out my Corbridge Financial PGA team, uh, I looked at the returns from Rick and Kyle and their portfolios, and I wanted some of the same. So I went with Wyatt Worthington the second. It's a trustworthy name. Probably Did, does he the pass right the eye test? Uh, I have I've not seen him yet. It's never it's a great name. Draw. It's a great name. It, the name passes. The test. Yeah. Yeah, He's there a we good go. Guy too. Um, all right, I went it with uh, the head professional at Seminole Golf Club down mm. in Florida, Matt Cahill. Yeah, insider trading. Uh, 
he yeah I, well i know matt cahill um he no, was that's what i'm saying <laughs> yeah he's he one time when we all worked in florida we had a, this bowling league it was called the league and he was a phenomenal bowler uh and he's a phenomenal golfer as well he, he can work the ball both ways on the lanes and on the golf course <laughs> it's some just phenomenal stuff and he really had a great uh, professional national championship too um a couple of really big numbers cost him a, a chance to stay with Braden, and I, I love the form that he's in and he seems confident and i think he's going to give this one a run for its money so um that's all we have with our 2023 pga championship fantasy teams uh, i hope you can join in come up with some creative screen names we'll keep you up to date on all the uh all the activity there but we got to get to a break and then on the other side we'll discuss all of our best bets hopefully some of them are you know they maybe they, they catch your eye a little bit i see some interesting ones on the board we'll get to that after a quick word from our partners okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And we're back. Uh, all right, time to get to some of the best bets here. It's time to put our money where our mouth is. Uh, and and I think we had a pretty good week last week. Kyle and I outlined it. We're working back towards the green. Things are starting to look up for us here. And boys, this is a big week. So I hope you put all your effort into it uh, and, and made the right pick here. Let's start with the matchups. Rick, we'll start with you. Oh. Which matchup did you Look, the, the, ho- the hotel boys both found a, a Wyndham Clark uh, matchup. Not Fine. staying at a Wyndham hotel. <laughs> no, we're not. Uh, <laughs> I went with I went with Wyndham over Adam Scott minus 120. It is just, uh, I mean, listen, if you've been riding this Wyndham Clark last four months, which he's turned into an elite player, uh, there's no reason to stop now because it's a pretty good spot for him. Uh, he's long off the tee. He's great on the second shot, savvy in the short game. Like, there's no reason to stop if you've been doing this. I've been doing it. I went with that. I went with him over Adam Scott. I went with him over Sam Burns. Uh, Wyndham Clark's really, really long off the tee, which I love here. Uh, he's been playing really – I mean, I, Quill Hollow, I don't know if that's a good comp, but you got to be like a really good driver to win there. And, uh, yeah, he, he hasn't performed at majors, which is something I don't love, and neither has Sam Burns. So I kind of like that matchup right there for Wyndham. 
It makes sense to me. Um, Patrick, you went with somebody in a matchup. Actually, both guys in this matchup have performed quite well in majors before. Uh, who'd you find on the board? Yeah, we got the reigning U.S. Open champion, Matt Fitzpatrick, minus 110 over the champion golfer of the year. I talked to someone who was at the course today, not in the field. <laughs> His name was Rick. He said Cameron Smith was all over the all over the place. Just he's so not a player, there. but he was I, at the <laughs> he was at the course. I mean, for a second, honestly, my my head was out of the gutter. I didn't have my didn't have my coffee this morning. Rick was posting pictures. I was like, "Is he playing in the pro am? Like, what's going on?" <laughs> um, but I I picked Matt Fitzpatrick minus one ten outside of the neck injury, like phase of his life he's been really good this year he won in this part of the country last year he was you know in the mix at the pga championship last year as well uh, and I, I love him when the when the score is minus six to win something like that uh so give me him minus 110 over cam smith yeah he's probably my favorite you know non-bomber in this field I, I think he may have a chance to keep up with these guys um but i went with the bomber uh, and that bomber is Gary Woodland, who has been absolutely striping it over the last couple of months. It has cost us, you know, if you're in the fantasy community, some of our betting cards, some of our one and done plays have been on Gary Woodland in recent weeks because of that ball striking. I think this is the week it prevails. Uh, and I have him over Shane Lowry. The putting concerns are real. They are, are very real. But I think this is a week where he can get away with a little more. Uh, and maybe quite possibly could even find it. So I like Gary Woodland plus 110 over Shane Lowry. Um, and I have Gary Woodland again in the finishing position. So wow. for many of those same reasons, I like Gary Woodland for a top 30. Uh, um, I think I think both of those will hit. Uh, and hopefully, uh, Shane Lowry can be a little scary to go against. But I think both of those hit. I, I really like Gary this week. Uh, and so I, I doubled down on him. Um, Kyle, you also doubled down on uh, Jason Day, and you got him for your yep. finishing position this week. Yeah, Jason Day, top 20. Uh, he's been, again, third best player in the world probably, maybe fourth best so far in 2023. And he, he somebody in that class of players should not be plus money to finish in the top 20. So that's what I like him to do uh, at, at Oak Hill. Uh, yeah, it certainly makes sense. He's playing, he's playing great golf. Uh, and, and Patrick, you're hoping that one Ricky Fowler can kind of follow in Jason day's footsteps with a little resurgence here. You got, yeah. you got him in your finishing position. I do top 20 plus two. You got him all over the place. Um, Kyle, no spoilers. Um, but look, a little, little inside baseball for you, Greg, in your finishing position, top 30, uh, Gary, Gary Woodland's kind of owed a little bit from Brooks Kepka at the masters They're paired together first two days. So I, I really like that. I really like that. Um, so there might be some good karma coming Gary's way in those first two rounds specifically, but I'm with Ricky Fowler plus two seventy five, top 20. I, I just, I've run the numbers. I've looked at many players and he just passes all the tests data. I I, test. Oh Yeah. Um, you, you literally cannot look onto the landscape of Oak Hill come Sunday and not see Ricky Fowler in that Oklahoma state orange. So top 20, if he's there on Sunday, plus two seventy-five. Rick, um, your finishing position pick may be surprising to a lot of people. It's, it's actually shocking to me. 
hear me out. So it's Bryson DeChambeau to finish inside the top 20, and nearly 4-1, to one, by the way, plus 360, which he, first off, physically looks a lot better now. He, he is fit. He is in shape. He looks happy. He is rocking and rolling. He is coming off his best live finish basically ever after going through a year's worth of a slump. And if this golf course is remotely close to Wingsfoot, where club head speed and the ability to accurately judge the way the ball comes out, which is honestly, that's been the biggest issue is like these guys just can't judge how it's going to come out. It's, it's almost not even how thick it is. It's just like sometimes it comes out dead, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, then Bryson's large advantage might be good enough to get him on the first two pages of the leaderboard. I, I, I think that if there is ever a time to try to be early on Bryson, it is now. And it's kind of like a get in, get out situation. This is not a buy and hold. This is a, a pump this and is dump. Day like we're not, yeah, if we're day trading Bryson. We're giving him one crack at this, and then we can go back and not worry. If this doesn't go well, we don't have to worry about it for like a year. Rick got this tip on Reddit. Bold play, but I see the strategy. I see the number. Uh, he's been down a little bit, so we'll see how it plays out. Um, all right, let's get over to the outrights here. Rick, uh, you got two outrights. You talked about them both. I, and, uh, I think only one of them was in your um, your PGA fantasy team. But you got Scotty Scheffler and Xander Shoffley. Yeah, the chef and the shop. I listen. I didn't want to make a card without Scheffler. I I believe you know, like I'll plant my flag. Like of the big three, I, I think this is this is Scheffler's. I didn't. I just didn't want to leave him out. Uh, this could have been Finau. It could have been. It could have been a couple of other guys. It could have been Victor. Um, so I went with this guy. I didn't want to. Didn't want to leave him. And, and then Xander, we already talked about. I, I think he's ready. I think it's time. Um, I think the game translates well to all major championships and translates well here. Um, I'm rocking with the the the, the shh crew. Yeah, I love. I'm the sorry. There's Kyle saw one meme, one photo of Phil Mickelson and cannot hold it together. Have y'all seen this photo? <laughs> have you have you seen this? Is it no. from the Champions Dinner? Yeah, he's in it. <laughs> hold it up. I've not. Okay, are you gonna be able to see this? Put us on. Put us on solo. Solo us. Oh my god. Oh wow. What what's it? What's that say? Is that a Chick-fil-A sandwich? It says, <laughs> it says recovery gummies. Oh, my God. Wow. I'm not that's sure what else to say. That's incredible. I can't, I can't stop laughing. He looks so thin. Uh, yeah, he does. <laughs> All right, Josh, let's get the the chart back up here. We're trying to restore a little bit of order. Um, yeah, good luck. Patrick, Rick's, Rick thinks that it's Xander's week for this to come together. It seems like this these two guys come up every single how is, major. How is he not unfollowing me? We can hear you, Kyle. Sorry. <laughs> Your mic is hot. Patrick, you're going with a little different direction here. We know you love Ricky Fowler. You got him on the card to win. And also Patrick Cantlay. Yeah, Ricky Fowler, 70 to 1. Uh, you know, I, I understand Rick believing Xander Shoffley's going to win. We've been thinking this for the past five years. Uh, I certainly got suckered into it at the Masters. But someone who no one no one thinks can ever win a major championship, Patrick Cantlay, 
quietly three straight top 15 finishes, penultimate group at the Masters, uh, T3 at that Beth Page as well, PGA in 2019. If not Ricky, it's Cantlay. <laughs> All right. Hey, I, I get it. And I, I've fallen into the trap with Patrick Cantlay many times before. I've been hurt before. I understand where you're coming from. Uh, KP, a couple of popular picks, I would say. Uh, uh, definitely some eye test passing picks. You got John Rahm and Cam Young. Yeah, John Rahm and Cam Young. John Rahm's obvious. He's going to win the tournament uh, <clears throat> maybe by five. But Cam Young, I, I this is hard, right? Because so going back to 2003, Sean McKeel won his first PGA Tour event uh, at, I think it was his only PGA Tour event, at Oak Hill. So we've seen this happen before. Cam Young's never won a PGA Tour event, obviously. But, again, his game is, like, so good for this golf course. And he's got three top tens in his last four major starts. So 30 to 1. I don't love the beard shaving. He looked like – Desperate, man. He looked – I didn't even recognize him. But I do like the 30 to 1 for Cam Young this week. He looked better than DJ. I liked your uh, your tweet on that, too. Uh, that was a good pull. Really good pull. All right, I went with uh, Scotty Scheffler. Uh, like Rick, I didn't want to leave him off the card. I was looking through some of his numbers on rickrungood.com. And, you know, the last 50 rounds, what's, <laughs> what's just amazing to me is how accurate he is. Uh, for a guy that's averaging 308 off the tee in that span, uh, he's hitting 67% of his fairways. So, you know, Rick had his strategy of hedging with the in the fantasy team with Morikawa if it skews accuracy uh, and, and getting Finau in there if it skews to the Bombers. I think Scotty Scheffler checks both those boxes too. And Ron probably does too. But Scheffler's ball striking to me is going to be the difference maker this week. So I love what he's doing. Uh, and Tony Finau, again, fits the mold. And I think he's ready to... Uh, step up to the plate here for a big major. So it, yeah, it's uh, r- really good stuff. Now let's get uh, move on to our our best bets. Now this is an area we really need a little bit of help with. We really got to get moving. We need some wins. We need some momentum so we can get ourselves back up here into the do black. We have to show, do we have to show the results every time? Yeah, look, this is transparency, right? <laughs> we got to be transparent. Yeah. But look, I think I think, uh, I think we're... <laughs> Yeah, producer Jacob does. So producer Josh does too. Uh, all right, Rick, I love this play. Yes, for you Thank here, you. Gary. My yeah, Ga- Gary. Gary Woodland. Gary Woodland top forty plus one ten plus money on Gary Woodland to finish uh, inside the top forty. We've kind of already alluded to this. He has been a phenomenal ball striker. He is long enough. He is strong enough. He has won a major champion. The huge question mark is the putter. He might lose seven strokes putting on these greens. Like that is a possible outcome. If he if he loses like two with the putter, he finishes inside the top forty. If he gains like one, he wins the golf tournament. So I I, I am such a sucker of team no putt that I could not not have Gary Woodland on my card. I think at Beth Page he finished tied eighth and lost like four strokes putting. Yeah, like uh, that's that's a very possible outcome again this week. Yeah, I think so too. Um, all right, Patrick. Rick Rick is day trading up on this. You're you're kind of day trading on the down shorting. Up Bryson. He's shorting. He's shorting. That's right. That's the term. You're yeah, shorting but, Bryson this week. 
If if Rick is are is the the day traders on Reddit shorting mm-hmm. these stocks because big finance like myself, the hedge funds are are yeah. shorting them, uh, it might not turn out well for me in the short run. But longer on the financial institution, well, not lately, but financial institutions typically win. So we're I love go... that you're you're the financial institution, but your your Twitter handle is also amateur status. Yeah, you're real Berkshire Hathaway multifaceted um <laughs> contains can, many contains worlds well, i'm a conglomerate i'm like uh cj you don't really know what they do but they're everywhere like, uh, salinas you're like so, you're like Stuart hagestad i'll take it like, might be an amateur my you know but uh, yeah dabbles professionally but long story short bryson dechambeau plus money plus 110 to miss the cut <clears throat> give it to me shorting that all day Son, KP, uh, you're hammering the Jason Day bandwagon. I think it's a triple uh, down now. Yeah, I yeah, tripled down, triple down. Top twenty plus money. He's the third best player in the world this year, and he's coming off a win. I, is he going to win two two weeks in a row? Probably not. But I love him to finish in the top ten, top twenty. It makes a lot of sense, and I hope he does. You need him to now at this point because you have. <laughs> put a lot of your eggs in that basket. Um, so I hope it pays off and there's good evidence to support it. Uh, we have, a, there's a lot of congruency here with all of our, our selections. I'm going Ricky Fowler. I, I love, I agree with Patrick. He passes the eye test. Um, Ricky's, I no felt post. very good about him with the top 30, especially at plus money plus plus one fifty for a top 30 on Ricky Fowler. Uh, I think that's a step in the right direction. And, I don't know if I can get all the way back to the black like Berkshire Hathaway in the uh, in, in the, this one week, uh, but I think we're making a step in the right direction. So I like it. Uh, I think we only have one more thing to get done here, and that would be our one and done selections. Wow. Uh, is that it? Is that all we got left? Here we go. Yeah. All right. We always start from the bottom. So that is me. It has been all year. We started at the bottom. <laughs> and we're still at the bottom. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going with Brooks Kepka. Again, I think he fits the style of the golf course. I think there's a very good chance he can move. Uh, and look, I'm running out of ammunition too. And I'm running out of opportunities to go with Brooks. Patrick. Wow. Ricky again. Yeah, this is my core bridge financial play of the year. Uh, <laughs> Ricky Fowler, one and done, three point multiple millions on the line. I knew no one was going to have him because who would? Um, but shocker, it's I just it's it's time. All the handshakes, all the hugs, all the kisses on the 18th, 72nd hole. They come back tensile this week. Who did he kiss? He was the Wanamaker. Uh, he was, I don't know, kissing babies. He was probably signing autographs when guys were winning for all we know. Um, so Ricky Fowler, one and done. Zero percent owned outside me. Okay. Well, um, Sia, the fans, Kyle M, join me. Could be unfortunate for them. They joined me on the uh, Brooks Kepka bandwagon. Kyle Porter, however, did not. KP, Tony Fina for you. Yeah, big tone. I didn't think anybody was going to pick him. You haven't used him. I hope not. 
I don't think I, I have. I would absolutely confirm that, Josh. <clears throat> well, Josh could pre-confirms for some people. So if he didn't for me, <laughs> then that uh, says a lot about our relationship. But uh, yeah, good, good spot for him. He finished, I think he was top 10 at the, I control left it. So I think we're good. Um, I think he was top 10 at the 2020 U.S. Open. And uh, yeah. I, I just I think he's been playing great. I mean, if if, if Jason Day has been the third or fourth best player in the world, I think you could argue that Fino has been in the top five this year. Also, I don't love the no top tens at his last seven majors, uh, Patrick. That was one thing that I was sort of hung up on. But I do love being lone wolf with a top ten player at a major championship. It's a good position to be in. Do we, Real do we know the person? <clears throat> Have they announced the person? No, they haven't. Probably eighteen or twenty. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. That'd be a good guess. Last year and probably go up. Right up there. That's, that's one a of good that's, spot. That's one. That's one of the PJ's flexes is they have like a bigger purse than the right. But they can't go to twenty five because that would be the players. Yeah. So it'll be like and live Tulsa. For obviously. Okay. Speaking of live Tulsa, uh, the champion yeah. of live Tulsa. That's wow. Right. What a what a segue. <laughs> Dustin Johnson has yeah. been elected. Rick, you went DJ. Is this the same strategy as uh, as Masters? Yeah. So I think in our, especially in our format and a lot of one and done formats, it's 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 too valuable to not use a live guy, or it's too valuable to use a live guy. I guess is a better way to say it because you're just getting these guys that are only eligible four times a year. They're coming in and they're in the top six or eight of the betting odds, and you still get to save all those. It's just it's almost like you kind of have to in some situations. Uh, I, I intended to use Brooks, right? Like I, I opened up the spreadsheet to, to fire away at Brooks. I knew that Mark was going to use Cam Young. He, he foreshadowed that on a podcast a week or two ago when I got it out of him. So I knew he was using Cam Young. I was going to use Brooks. I already used Brooks at the Masters. So I went, okay, crap. Who else am I going to use here? DJ, the next logical guy, has all the skills for Oak Hill and is coming off the win. Uh, last week on Live, so DJ's DJ's my boy, and and look, Brooks is coming off a win uh, at the Masters as well, and it worked out pretty nicely for you there. So yeah, I, I'll yeah, take a T two right now. Yeah, I think that's uh, a, a logical selection. The strategy has worked before, and that means, of course, it's going to work again. Our leader, Mark Immelman, has Cam Young, like you said, Rick. Uh, boys, how do we feel about this? I love it. It's a great pick. I, 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 I've already used him or, or I would have taken him. Um, great spot. Great major player. I, I love the pick. You might put I, was, it away uh, I was very suspect. I wasn't quite sure. Yeah. I get all the reasons to love him, uh, but I did that at Wells Fargo and it didn't work out. So I had my questions, but now that Mark has them in one and done, it's pretty much a surefire thing. And I probably should have looked at this before I filled out my whole betting card. Cause I think Cam Young probably belongs in there. Um, so a lot of good stuff, but boys, we'll see how, we'll see how all this plays out. It's going to be a great tournament. I think we have a, a really good handle on it. And, uh, and, and I hope we're right. It definitely seems like we're looking distance, distance, and a little bit of more distance uh, when it comes to Oak Hill. So um, hopefully that plays out. Otherwise we're going to be in the red big time. This week, boys, before we head out, uh, I want to let you know we got 
round by round recaps Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm not sure if we'll be on the bench at the hotel room. Uh, if we'll be, or, or, I hope not. No, we I think we're going to be on site. Uh, you know what? We had a meeting and I still don't know. Uh, I think we might be on site. Who can say? Okay. Well, either way, we'll figure something out. Uh, mm-hmm. This setup wasn't too bad. You guys did great. There it is. <laughs> uh, Nighthawk and Dragon. This is not good. This is not good. I don't mind it. We look so I'm serious. I'm enjoying it. I think we should record another one after. Yeah, Greg, great, great job so in the head bad. chair, by the way. Great job. Yes, Greg. Well done. Major call up. And I'm, I'm no Rick. And I, I just want to say one last thank you to the Corebridge Financial. Uh, <laughs> we'll clip this and send it to him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. pull up my, uh, pull up my, oh, yeah, my yeah, family yeah. picks, yeah. Uh, producer Jacob. This that is, was on purpose. This is basically, yeah. so, uh, we'll oh, he's around. got him. Here we go. Okay. All so right. The, okay. So it's a snake draft. So Hannah had first pick. She took Rom. Then Smart. Jack, who is who is a lover of chaos, yeah, took Tom Kim with the second. Wow. Pick. That's wow. the reach. He's a, he's a, he's a <laughs> chaos agent. <laughs> what does the next one say? Scheffler, Scheffler, or Shoffler? Scheffler oh. and Shoffley. Oh, he's got them both. and Shoffley. What? Right. Yeah. Okay. Sadie got Rory with the fourth overall pick. Your yeah. family is is chaotic. Tom Kim went number two overall. Yeah. Jen took, Jen took Colin. Yeah. And then it snakes back around. Snakes back. So she said Colin and then Burns. And I got Day in the second round. And then I got Brooks in the third round. Yeah, that's good. Wow. Uh, Jude's team. Jude's team of Scheffler, Shoffley, Hovland in the third. Hideki. Hideki and Spieth. Spieth in the fifth. Well, he might not play. Yeah, like I, that's the one worry. I you, did Sadie pick Phil for the Masters too? Is it play yes. four, drop one? So she's the Phil whisperer. Okay, she loves Phil. <laughs> yeah, she, it's one of the few names she can say or that she knows. Rom, okay. oh Rom, Finau, yeah. Sungjae, Fleetwood, Neiman. That's Hannah. Too. Yeah, yeah Hannah's got a good team. Jack is just lost. What's... I mean, he's got he's got Tom Kim. He's got Ricky. He's got the all Instagram team here. What does that say? JT Fitz and Connors? Wyndham Clark. Oh, Clark. Okay. I think the winner is Jude. Scheffler, Shoffley, Hovland, Hideki, Speak. That is very good. Although Sadie's got Rory, Max, Hatton, Cam, and Phil. Phil. I'm putting I my like... money on Hannah. Okay. I like Jude's I, yeah, team. I... Uh... I say Connors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it's not Kyle's team. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, I'm t- that's a good team. Yeah, what happens to Jen's case? You got Wyndham uh, Clark we'll, down there. I like we'll it. We'll replace. Yeah, Wyndham Clark, fifth round. I got, I got, I think all my guys are in the top 10 on, on data golf, except for Brooks. And that's because of crooked data golf. I think I <laughs> no, they, oh, sorry. They, sorry. I'm just used to, I'm just used to, I got the talking points. Corrupt, time. corrupt data golf. <laughs> I'm between Kyle and Jude. Okay. I think Kyle's team is probably more reliable given the speed situation. Yeah, but, I mean, Kyle has a data golf subscription. The, 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 you got to give your kids those. Level the playing field a little bit. Yeah, do they have yeah, your they, they don't. No, they don't deserve that yet. <laughs> <laughs> they got to earn it. That's well, um, all right. I can't wait money. to see who wins that. I can't wait That's to see. That's actually what we put their PGA short money to is dating off subscription. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Runkin's subscription. 
<laughs> Boys, this, uh, we've had enough. This is uh, this podcast is ending. So that's all we have for you. Big thanks to not producer Jacob, but producer Josh for all of his hard work behind oh my the glass. Uh, doing a great job as always. Patrick McDonald, he's on Twitter at Amateur Status. Kyle Porter on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS. If you're on YouTube, you see Rick in the picture. No Twitter handle. He is at Rick Run Good <laughs> with a nice wave goodbye. Uh, and I'm Greg Ducharme at the Real GFD, and we'll catch you. <laughs> <on Twitter. laughs>Hey everyone, this is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. Men's National Team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger And don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing.